0: Hey team, this is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast, and I have to tell you, I am so excited about a new workout program I have coming out. You've already heard me talk about it briefly before. It's called Willpower, and it's spelled W-I-L-L-P-O-W-H-E-R because it is a workout program that is really designed for women to get in their best shape Now, I have to say, I'm so proud of this program. It is the most extensive workout program I have ever put out. It is going to include three amazing cardio videos, four fantastic full body strength videos, three yoga videos, three mobility videos, run workouts, core workouts, everything you need to get into superb shape, but also formatted and put into a program that's very specific for what a woman's body needs. So enough recovery time, enough recovery days, enough active recovery, everything combined into one. I'm super excited. It is going to launch in april just in time to make sure that you are summer body ready now when this podcast comes out i am not sure if registration will have opened but you can get all of the information or get on the information list if you go to that's willpowher.com. that's willpowhe com. now what are we talking about today Well, something caught my eye in an article recently about weight loss being seasonal. And I had never thought about this before. Uh, How could weight loss be seasonal? It kind of like really piqued my interest. And so I did a little research and found out that it is in fact a little bit seasonal. Or shall I say that there are certain seasons of the year that are easier to lose weight than other times. So I'm gonna tell you what the hardest time of year is, and you might be in it currently, depending on when you listen to this podcast, but I'm also gonna tell you some workarounds because always there is a way to work around an obstacle or a challenge. All of that, after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about an article that was written up in Consumer Reports on Health Edition. It says, what no nitrates or nitrites added really means, and it's talking about sandwiches and deli meat. And this one's pretty disturbing, actually. Nitrates and nitrites, when used to preserve processed meats like cold cuts, bacon, and sausage are probable carcinogens says the world health organization international agency for research on cancer many product labels claim quote no nitrates or nitrates added end quote which may lead you to think they don't have any but they do meats with this label weren't processed with synthetic nitrates or nitrites but with non-synthetic ones from things like celery powder or other sources, and the health effects are the same. In consumer reports tests, deli meats preserved with the non-synthetic sources of nitrates and nitrites had the compounds in amounts similar to those in products preserved with the synthetic ones on average. Now, why can companies use the no nitrates or nitrates added label? The Department of Agriculture allows or for some types of meats, even requires them to be labeled that way. And this is a holdover from a time when it was unclear whether non-synthetic nitrates and nitrites preserved meat as well as synthetic ones. Well, we now know that non-synthetic compounds work, and the labels give consumers the false impression that no nitrites or nitrates meet in the meats are better for them. Let me clarify that one more time. People think that if that's written, if it says no nitrites or nitrates, that it's a better for them option. But guess what? That's no longer true, or it never was true. And now it's time to abolish this misleading label. To prevent consumer confusion, the CR and the Center for Science and Public Interest want the USDA to remove the no nitrates and nitrites added labels and to require that all processed meats be labeled nitrites or nitrites added. So you pick up that deli meat, you make sure yours says no nitrates or nitrates, just like I do, and yet they still have nitrates and nitrites in them. They have the non-synthetic kind instead of synthetic, but according to this research, it has just as bad uh, effect on our body. And so really, they shouldn't be allowed to say that because it's misleading people because we all assumed that that was making the healthier choice. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I had read a while ago about how bad the nitrates and the nitrates were for you, and I had read that if you look at the label and it has two little asterisks next to it where it says no nitrates or nitrites, if it has the two little stars next to it, it means that it still has some, which is basically what this article is saying. But if you can find a package that doesn't have the two little stars, then it really does not have any. And i found a brand like that at whole foods it's called diesel and i tried it and i'm going to warn you now it tastes terrible so you can see why they're putting in the nitrates and the nitrates because it definitely is impacting the flavor but if it has the potential to be harmful then it's really not worth it so you really want to limit how much deli meat you're eating or not eat it at all. And it is a bummer because I feel like soon there's going to be nothing left to eat for our protein sources, right? Uh, It's like tuna fish. Well you can't eat it too often because of the mercury and now deli meat. You can't eat it too often because of nitrates and nitrate. (laughs) So it can definitely be a battle, but as I always say, everything in moderation, I probably wouldn't have deli meat more than once a week. But again, very important for you to understand what the labels actually mean, especially because they can be so misleading. All right. So back to our topic at hand, is weight loss seasonal? Well, oddly enough, I have noticed over the last few years that my weight is always higher in the first quarter of the year, like January to March. I tend to be up one to two pounds. Now the reason I know that is because a couple years ago I was noting my weight daily so that I could make some charts for clients to show them how weight goes up and down. First of all, every day, that's normal, but how weight also has these upticks due to hormonal changes for women in their cycle. Well, It did not matter what I did or what I ate in these early quarter months, but my weight was always up one to two pounds for the whole quarter. But it did show those upticks that I was trying to show my clients that it was definitely related to hormones and my cycle twice a month. But again, there was also this overall uptick of always being up one to two pounds during that time of year. Now for me, I think I've figured out why that is, because then it happened the next year as well, I noticed again in January, and the next year again in January, my weight was going back up. So it wasn't because (laughs) the, the Christmas holiday season, because I actually was always back at a normal weight by January 1st, but then it was just the progression from January to March that I would see the one to two pound gain. For me, I think it's because Every year at New Year's, one thing I always do is I reassess what my workouts are, and I always realize that the strength training was slipping back because I tend to do a lot of marathons in the fall which means spring and summer I do so much endurance running and that's when my strength training starts to really fall back. And so January always comes around and I always say back to the strength training and I really get lifting heavy and I do it two to three times a week. And for me, that's a solid one to two pound of weight gain. It's muscle. So I have no problem with it and as I would see in that first quarter of the year, my clothes all still fit totally fine. So it wasn't like I was one to two pounds heavier in fat, but it was more in the muscle, in my opinion, of what was going on and, and will continue to probably go on if I, if I keep uh, sort of putting off the weight training. I, and I'm not, it's not that I'm not doing it when I endurance train. It's just I don't do it very often and I don't do it heavy enough because of all the running. So for me, it totally is fine, but that's what I think is happening. But for other people, there's apparently certain times a year when you probably put on a few pounds and struggle to take it off. It's technically seasonal. Now, what do you think is the hardest season to lose weight? Well, you got it. wintertime. Winter time, according to the research and according to the articles is the time that people struggle the most to lose weight. And here are five reasons why, which just hearing them, I bet you will help you this winter season because you're going to be more mindful of it. And I'm going to tell you a couple of ways to work around it because there's always a way we can work around an obstacle. So the first thing is in the winter time, Number one, temptations are much different. It seems that when the sun is out, we want to be outdoors, we want to be moving, we want to be active, and we tend to make healthier choices in the spring and the summer. The fruits are the best that time of year. And let's face it, you know you're getting in a bathing suit (laughs) that spring, that summer. And so I think we all tend to make some better food choices for that reason, too. But in the winter months, the temptations are at their best. What am I talking about? Well, there's a lot of food temptations in the winter months that are not the healthiest, but sound the most comforting. Like soup, mashed potatoes, hot pastas, those kind of comforting, warm foods that are unfortunately not super healthy. So soups are just loaded in that sodium. Soup is the one thing I can pretty much tell you I never order when I go out. The only time I generally eat soup is if I make it at home and can monitor how much sodium is in it. Um, I'm not a big mashed potatoes person either, I do like a good sweet potato, which is a better swap for that mashed potato in the winter time. And then, like I said, the hot pastas also, comfort foods sound good when it's nice and cold out. But what about the hot drinks? Because I think these are the most tempting in the winter hot chocolate and all of those amazing Starbucks temptations that are getting most of my clients. In the wintertime, you know what I'm talking about. People are getting these large sizes, these venti sizes of these amazing hot coffee drinks that are unfortunately loaded in sugar. Now, what can we do? What can we do about all these temptations in the winter? Well, for one, you can choose more wisely. And just hearing this today, I bet you, you are going to think twice the next time you reach for that Starbucks or want to order your soup. So choosing more wisely in the winter is definitely going to make a big difference. And then what I like to do, because it works for me personally, is I just like to have certain foods that are just sort of off limits during the week. Because if I set a hard rule like that, then I just don't even think about it during the week. So maybe I don't have some of those things that maybe you enjoy. So maybe I'm not going to have the soup, the potatoes, and the pasta until the weekend. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with pasta, because I definitely do eat whole wheat pasta. Um, But again, it can be a very high-carbohydrate-type meal if not balanced with the protein and the fat. But if there are certain foods you love and you're going to want them, maybe you save it for the weekend. Again, Starbucks... For sure, if you're going to enjoy one of those coffee drinks that's loaded in sugar, and let me tell you, they are loaded beyond. You've got to look at how many calories and how much in sugar is in some of these drinks because it might prevent you in itself from not having it again. But if you've got to have that vanilla latte or whatever that, that temptation is for you, how about you have a small size only, Because just dropping down from a grande to a small, or from a venti to a small, is going to probably half the amount of sugar. But also if you tell yourself, that's going to be my treat on the weekend. So instead of having it daily, let's have it once a week because that will make a huge difference. Another thing you can do with some of those carb heavy comfort meals is just bump up the amount of vegetables on your plate, because that also will probably fill you up more and limit how much of the carb heavy meal you might be eating. Now, the number two reason that people tend to gain weight or struggle to lose weight in the winter is because it is just too cold to go outside right? It's cold. So that hinders people from wanting to get up, get out, and go to the gym. And it also hinders people from getting up, out, and working out outside. A lot of people are runners and they love to run in the spring and the summer, but there's no way they're setting foot outdoor in the snow, right? I know for me, it's definitely tough. When it's in the 30s, it's hard to get outside and run. But what's the workaround? Hey everyone, we live in a time where home workouts, there's a million of them. You don't need a treadmill. You don't need a Peloton bike. There are so many great home workouts. I have a ton myself. Go to earnthatbody.com. Go to the program section, scroll down, and you can have tons of different workouts that you can do from home so you don't have to step outside into the cold there's also lots of free workouts go um you know look at youtube and find some workouts but not working out because it's cold outside should not be an option you just have to make it a home workout the number three reason winter makes it so tough is because there are less fresh foods available in the wintertime, and there tends to be a lot more of the packaged foods, the processed foods, and the ordering delivery, right? Again, you don't want to go out into the cold, so you're going to order pizza to be delivered. The problem with all of this is that all of that is very high in sodium. So any of the canned soups, as I said, soup in general, never order it out. But even all the canned soups that you might be getting are loaded in that sodium. I know I say it all the time, but it's a much more serious problem than you think it is. And soup is a winter favorite. So I know some people are like, I have soup every night. Well, it's probably not the ideal choice. So what can you do? Be cautious of the sodium choices that you're making. If you are going to have soup, look at the label and see how much sodium, in fact, is in it. If you're 55 years old or younger, you should be eating under 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day. Some of those cans of soup have about your entire day of sodium in that one can. The next thing you can do is hydrate a ton. If we are eating more packaged foods, if we are going out more or at least having more delivered in, then hydrate with water even more than you think. Because in the wintertime, we tend to not drink enough because it's just not that hot out. So in the summer, it just seems easy to always have water with you. But in the winter, when it's not that hot out, we forget to hydrate. So stay on top of your hydration. And how about this? If you do eat that high-sodium food, then the third thing is go sweat it out. That will help as well. Hydrate and go get a cardio workout in. Um, And if you really do want to order soup, the fourth thing I would say, choose the vegetable soup over any cream soup. All right? Let's like no-no on the cream soup. Now, the fourth thing or reason why people have trouble losing weight in the winter is because people eat less vegetables in the winter time. Probably because a lot of people actually eat uh, raw veggies in the summer and the spring. That seems to be like a cool treat, not as in hip, <laughs> but a cold level treat, cold-level food. Um, And so people love to have, like, carrots and celery and hummus. And that's just something that people enjoy in the summer because it's nice and cool. But it's just not, it's not as, it's not that it's not as enjoyable in the winter, but it's not as soothing, right? But that doesn't mean that you should skip eating vegetables. It just needs you should prepare them differently so they are more comforting. So your workaround on eating more vegetables in the winter, if you are someone who tends not to roast them, I mean, I have a roasted vegetable almost every single night because it's so easy. You just put the broccoli on the tray. You have about a tablespoon of olive oil. You massage it in and a sprinkle, if that really light sprinkle of salt, and then you put it in the oven for about 20 minutes at 450. You can do that with almost all vegetables. I make kale chips that way. We put our Brussels sprouts in the oven and we roast them. So roasting the vegetables will make them warm, toasty, and delicious. Another thing you can do is put your vegetables in your crock pot meals. Great way to get in vegetables, throw them in the crock pot meals. If you're someone who's always looking up crock pot meals on Pinterest, make sure you add the word vegetables when you're searching so that your recipe is full of vegetables. Focus on the warm, yummy, sweet potatoes. Instead of going for that white potato, focus on the sweet potatoes in the wintertime. And what about the spaghetti squash? That's a very popular winter vegetable that you can get, um, and it's fantastic uh literally you could it looks like spaghetti when you peel it out so look up some directions and some pinterest on the spaghetti squash so that you're getting in all the vegetables you need in the winter time and the last reason why people struggle so much in the winter why do you think people struggle so much in the winter to lose weight or why do they keep gaining weight every winter because you cover your body up with how many layers this time of year, right? You don't even know what's going on underneath all those layers. You don't see it as much. You don't need to look as slim because you've got these bigger clothes on. A lot of people tend to gain weight just because they sort of don't put on their skinny jeans, and so they don't feel tight. They don't know if they've gained weight. If you feel like you put on winter weight every year, You might want to get on the scale once a week just to make sure things are not getting out of control. Sometimes when we hit a certain number, we realize, okay, that's time to pull it back. I feel like everybody has a number where if they get to it on the scale, they know they have to get serious again. If you're someone who doesn't like to get on the scale, maybe you just do it once a week. Maybe you do it once every two weeks just to make sure you haven't hit that number that you know you might need to dial it back, right? What I don't want is I don't want you to let it get too far down the path with weight gain that when spring hits, you're absolutely miserable because you're actually 10 pounds up, right? It's a lot easier to take off two to three pounds than 10 come springtime. So just checking in, you do not have to weigh in daily. You should not weigh in daily, but just checking in every week or two weeks to make sure that you haven't hit your number, right? No matter what the case may be for you and your winter months, I just want you to remember one thing. Just keep it in perspective. Because honestly, if you gain one to three pounds in the winter, that is not the end of the world. But Again, gaining 10 pounds, it makes it just so much harder. And and come spring, you don't want to start taking up 10 pounds because at that point, you probably are getting ready for spring break and bathing suits and vacations, and you want to feel awesome, right? So you probably don't want to be 10 pounds up when spring times come. Now, just think about how you feel and where you want to be in the spring because that alone might motivate you to kind of stay on track and stay a little bit healthier through the chilly, cold weeks of winter. Now, in my opinion, if you eat a balanced diet, if you work out, if you get in your fruit, your vegetables, your whole grains, your protein, whether that's meat or not meat, as long as you're getting in enough protein, you're likely going to be just fine this winter. But maybe just being aware of some of these winter obstacles will help you stay even more on track in the months to come. So I hope that helps you through these winter months because I swear we're going to blink our eyes and it is going to be springtime. Now, lucky for you, Willpower is going to start in April. So I'm going to make sure that you are summer body ready no matter what. Again, you can go to willpower.com if you want to get information on my latest workout program. But other than that, I hope that you have a great winter season. Continue to keep up the healthy eating. Be careful of those soups. Be careful of those Starbucks temptations. But other than that, I know you're going to rock it. So thank you for being a listener of the Earn That Body podcast. It is here to always bring you fitness, health, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to EarnThatBody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.